We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about pop culture. Literally, everything, 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 everything is up for discussion, and that's what French culture is about. About, about, about. I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. And I, you know, that's the only part I know, so I can't even, I can't even follow you. I never, I don't think any, does, is it? There is another part. I was going to say, is there, is, is there another part? You know I just... how I knew it was like a whole part? Because one Sunday, Dr. Wesley likes song, the whole thing. Oh. And I was like, oh, wow, you have to really, I didn't, I never listened to it that closely to know like all the words. So, you know. Maybe it's before our time. Our our time, we don't really, because I, I just remember it was a. I can't use that excuse because I don't know words in, in this time. Well, so. I'm going to use it for both of us. We just going to say for both of us. <laughs> We got, you know, maybe they played out the whole song back in the way back. But in our generation, we just got that one little snippet. That one little piece. I, yeah. I feel you. I feel you. You know, you know, some the words for me, speaking of words on this this year's Soul Train Awards, in a lot of instances, I didn't know those words either. <laughs> you just just out of the words, just didn't know nothing that was going on words wise. So Drew Hill songs, I don't, I only know like. <sighs> you don't know the words to Drew Hill, like. So because they didn't even sing my favorite song that I know the words to, these are the times, and I was upset. But that like, wasn't I, like a huge. They did, they do, they did, had to do like the huge songs, the songs that everybody that knows them the for. The best song they had. These are the times. The best song Drew Hill had. Uh huh. I don't. I didn't like that Cisco did his song. I mean, I know it was a hit. I just never really liked that song like that. Where do you come from? That was the song, Lisa. Like, <laughs> I know it was the it song, but you know, I it was this. It was that summer's like that. The summer that came out, you heard this song everywhere. Like, you could not. And it, I remember realizing that the song is actually repetitive. Like. It really is just a verse and a hook, and he just says it over and over again. But that was just, you you couldn't escape that song. You had to like it. It was one of those songs that was, like, played so much that even if you didn't like it initially, like, at some point in time, you had to. It was everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I guess. It was all right. <laughs> you know who I felt like I want God to give them their voice back? Carl Thomas didn't sound that good to me. Did I see Carl? I don't think I saw Carl Thomas's performance. Or Aaron Hall. And I wanted him to start, start thinking, I miss you. Talking to you, baby. Did they perform? Wait, who did they perform with? Oh, they performed perform with, with guy. Gotcha. So yeah, okay. He but, went up. Well, Carl Thomas performed by himself. I was going to say, wait, I don't remember. I don't remember. But that was when Teddy Riley, like during Teddy Riley's whole thing. Yeah. And I got annoyed with the auto-tune from Teddy Riley, so I just... Just Maybe because, his voice gone and he felt like that's the safest way to do well, it. Well, he was performing songs that he had produced for other people. And so for me, oh, okay. I, I just kind of think that it would have been better if you would have let somebody else sing it. Just let the people or do like a tribute, like like kind of with Babyface. So they have Fantasia and um, Jasmine Sullivan and people come out and perform those songs. And it's like, good. Like, 
these are the actual folks that are gonna you know give us real vocals i'm i'm just the auto tune for me just wasn't working i couldn't couldn't really get into the auto tune you know what was funny he had so many he had so many kids but you know the last time i saw teddy riley was on loving hip-hop in la because for nia riley yeah is is soldier boy baby mama yeah, do they got a child together it's embarrassing yo it really is i <laughs> Just you think about like all of the the amount of musical influence of Teddy Riley, and then your child is on Love and Hip Hop. Dating Soldier Boy, a lot of people. It's just it's just Soulja one of those Boy things where it's like you own. want you know you you build this legacy. You kind of want your kid to even if you don't go into this lane, like you go into something else and something that's relevant, something Love and Hip Hop. I just don't really know. I would be pissed. I would probably feel like I failed as a parent. What's, <laughs> this is what your life has come to. I've done all this work and made this impact. And, you know, I'm I'm legendary for, for soul music. And my daughter is on love and hip hop. What do we do with that? I don't know. That's, huh, that's. I don't know. I, I mean, for the, me, the show, Erica Badu did better last year than she did this year. Um, you like the whole futuristic thing, the whole no, and I definitely didn't like that song she had it with the Wi Fi with that dude. I was just like, This is I stupid. laugh. I no, don't, I, I like, I really get into Erica Badu, but this Wi Fi song was just it feel like it, it reminded me of that. Do you remember what Lil Kim's song Download? No, I never heard that. So, one. Lil Kim had a song with T Pain, I believe it was called Download, and I just feel like it's when older artists are trying to connect to younger people. So they'll use like something that young people use, like, Oh, you download stuff. Let's make a song called download. <laughs> oh, everybody likes Wi-Fi. Oh, let's make a song called Wi-Fi. And it's like, that's just lame. Like we don't, you know, it, it's, it's almost like call up my cable company. Like what is, it's just not, it, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't connecting like it CC wasn't dot. connecting. <laughs> it, tell, no, 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 just I liked her commentary on it. I didn't agree with how she, you know, thought some of the singing was, especially from Carl Thomas. I was just like, Carl, he don't, he don't got that voice no more. I'm gonna have to go back and check it out because I don't know, I don't remember. I remember kind of tuning out during Teddy Riley's thing just because of the auto tune, but I, I don't remember hearing Carl Thomas sound like that. And yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and check it out. What I did enjoy like until afterwards and I went back and listened to the words was Brandy's performance. I enjoy Brandy's performance because it's Brandy and I like to, you know, hear I like love hearing Brandy sing. Um and that was great. It was very awkward that her dancers had microphones. I just and then they had microphones. Okay, so with it wasn't colored, just me because I was like, No, what? they had microphones with colored uh, microphone covers, so it's like orange, and they're like one a church uh, praise team. Just, feel. Yeah, and it, it <laughs> and you know you usually have all these these different color ones because nobody can find nothing that match. So it was just it just that seemed awkward. It's like, all right, this performance is good, but just just why they got these microphones? We know they're not singing. Like they're just letting them be dancers. It's cool. But I was really annoyed too with um after I went back and watched it and then I heard her lyric changes and everybody I just realized I don't know if this is what makes me old, 
But this whole like let's shade people, it just it's annoying. It's draining. It's old. And for me, this is a moment. Here's your moment where you're being celebrated and being honored, you know, for being being legendary for the great things that you've accomplished, being the black Cinderella and all of these great things that you've been able to do musically, your, the the impact that you've had. And you take this moment to kind of shade or shed light on somebody else. And it's like a lot of people were saying, you know, the conversation goes from being about you and how great you are to honestly about somebody else. And it's just... I just feel like at some point in time as an adult, you know, I, I'm very and maybe maybe I don't get it. Yeah, maybe it's just the person I am. I don't get it because for me, it's like, look, if I don't like you, cool. I just don't like you. Like if I have a problem with you, then I'm going to go take this problem directly to you doing this whole like let's subliminally say some stuff and like let's shade let's shade this person. The person I think. Yeah, the whole did you catch that? Did you catch like Brandy's? lyric yeah. changes and all that good it's well just... i didn't catch the lyric changes but i've i've caught some of the things she said especially didn't she use shade in her speech from what i remember i don't remember i don't i thought the shade for me came in her speech but i definitely know it's on instagram when she was talking about that whole war about who was who was whitney's god dog i don't know it was just yeah like, it was what? like the whole fair godmother thing so uh, Monica's Where Are There Now they did Oprah the own network did, does a Where Are They Now thing and Monica was on there and she's telling the story about Whitney Houston the mm-hmm. thing that gets me is anybody especially any female artist that talks about Whitney Houston they always talk about how much of a friend she was or a sister or a big sister or you know like she was somebody that was there. she's this incredible legendary vocalist international superstar but she really was big on being real and being people's friends and actually being in your life so monica's telling her story and which you know for all intents and purposes i thought was great and then brandy makes a post about everybody wanted what we had or slash have and thank you for being my real fairy godmother and it's like yeah and she didn't even say it was exclusive Monica yeah. didn't even say it was exclusive she was just like she was like a fairy godmother it was like more of like she's like that for everyone for, she didn't make it exclusively about her and, and, and then yeah, Brandy and, just ran with it and I'm like what is going on in Brandy's life that she feel the need to have to even address this stuff it, it it but it's not the thing is it's nothing to really address and then the, the fact that like her mom chimed in and it's just to me is is disappointing because you see people and I, I I that's what I don't it's kind of the challenging thing about liking celebrities and we talked to this you see people and you admire their work and especially being a kid like you're a kid like for me I was a kid and I love music so I saw all these people and you think that you know they're so great and they're so much mature and there's so many things you can learn from them. And you look at a person like a Brandy and it's like, you don't really have a reason to, to do this. Like, and if, if in, in all fairness, like if there's something that we don't know that's on the back end, I feel like if you're going to shade somebody body publicly and you keep doing this stuff, then you might as well just tell everybody the reason why, because otherwise you look bitter, you look unhappy. It just makes, it honestly makes you you look bad and it tarnishes your brand. Like when you're a legendary person, you think about like, there's no need for you to talk about anybody else. You think about 
the whole idea of like the first lady, Michelle Obama, say when they go low, we go high. People, I, I saw somebody use that in one of the comments and they were saying like, oh, that's bull. You know, she's probably getting Monica back. And I was like, the thing that just is annoying is if that's the case, if that's what you're doing, the, the whole idea of we go low, when they go low, we go high is kind of to say, I don't. I'm better than that. There's no reason for me. There's nothing good that's going to come out of this. Like as a kid, I felt the need to respond to everybody that had something to say about me and be like, Oh, I'm going to do this. But once you become an adult, a real adult and you get comfortable with who you are and yourself, you realize it's no, there's no need for me to, to, to say anything, especially when there's nothing that's been publicly said. Like if there's some back end stuff, then let me take this to you on the back end. But this whole like public showcase is just annoying. And, I'm glad to see that Monica is taking the I'm good. You know, I, there's no need for me to go back to, to go back and forth with anybody about nothing. And this beef is dead because it really was never beef. I actually went back and I watched their Breakfast Club interview that they did in 2012. And I can see how Monica's personality probably rubs Brandy the wrong way. Because she's very open and honest about things. Yeah, like, and she's, she's a big personality. Like, she is. She, she, there's a couple times during the interview where, like, one time Brandy was talking and they asked Brandy a question. And so Brandy was explaining it. And she's just kind of, like, mild-mannered and just, you know, saying it in a very, like, kind of calm tone. And Monica kind of jumps in just in the same, I think Brandy said something. Brandy said, like, people do this. And Monica was like, that should be illegal or why they do this or something like that. And it kind of brought the the energy up. And so, of course, the Breakfast Club, they fed off that energy. And Brandy says, like, under her breath, she's not going to let me finish my statement. And it's kind of like, yo, that's, <laughs> I can see why you probably are annoyed or would be annoyed or bothered by her. But, like, just move on, yo. Like it doesn't. We we I haven't seen anything. We haven't seen anything that says that kind of gives a reason for Brandy to do this. And it's just it's just ultimately it's annoying because like you look at these people and you think, yo, your voice is incredible. Both of you guys have incredible voices. Like y'all have done some amazing things to to have come out in the 90s, like 94, 95, and it be 2016 and y'all can still sing on an award show or make a record that people will talk about or, you know, just be relevant. That's that's something that is, is great. People, you should be proud of. Why is that not enough? Why are you making comments on the internet about people? Like, that's just, it's just childish. And it, it makes her look like the lesser person, you know, and I don't think she gets that. Because to me, when I look at it, I think of Monica as being the bigger, mature person and Brandy being like childish. Right. So like you said, it kind of tarnishes her brand. It kind of gives her this kind of Kanye type feel, not on the same extreme. But when you see Kanye as petty, like no, no time where he tries to shade artists, when he tries to shade Drake or Jay-Z, doesn't make them look bad. It makes him look bad. Exactly. So. And you just think this person is crazy and has a problem and. It doesn't make any sense because at this level in life, you should just be you should be over it or you should be telling the people because obviously you want the people to know you want people to be involved in it. You want people to see that you're shading or coming, you know, shading somebody. So if that's the case, then let the people know what's going on to add context so you won't be looking crazy because ultimately you just look crazy and it makes people say like, you know, I just I'm 
I'm really not looking forward to you doing anything else because this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And the, the crazy thing is, I, you know, I admire Snoop Dogg so much more now that I saw his his latest Breakfast Club interview. He talks about how him and um, Suge Knight are real tight now. And it was like, but Suge Knight tried to kill, like, send somebody to kill you. And he was like, we just talked it. And we, we're at the point in our lives at this time, we're grown and we can talk about stuff. We'll have to do all that. And it was some things going on behind the scenes. We both talked about it, worked through it, and had a man-to-man conversation. And we good. And if anybody could shade anybody, it'd be somebody who tried, who tried to kill tried him. Tried to one kill point. you. This is the reason I always say I have a problem with fitting into this social media era. Because if I have a problem with you, I'm going to take it to you. That's just, that is what it is. There's no need for me to, like, try to shade you. Or even if it's, like, those, like, pseudo-positive, like, oh, I'm living life and I'm so positive And... I don't like these people. Like, I'm not going to do that. If I have a problem with you, I'm not going to bust a subliminal shot at you on my social media account, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. Nothing. This. Why am I giving energy to you? I feel like that happens when people aren't true adults. Like when you realize, look, I'm paying my own bills. Rent is going to be due and I got to pay it. My car note's going to be due. I got to pay it. Like, there are things that I have to do. I take care of myself. It doesn't matter. Like, if you don't like me, great. Let's move on. If I don't like you, great. Let's move on. Like, and and I guess just it's, it's one of those things from just kind of how I was raised and where I was come where I come from. It's just like if you have a problem with somebody and it's a real problem, then y'all gonna fight and move on. Why why am I spending any time on this? Great. We don't get along. Cool. I don't like your song or don't like you. All right. Let's move on. Let's do something else. It's stupid. <laughs> well, it should come with age, but they grown, so we, we I, don't, I don't know what would come with it. It, it sometimes happens, I think, more in, with women than men, um, especially in the social media area. I think it's the women. So, I mean, I'm not going to pretend that I haven't shaded somebody on social media before because I have done it before. Uh, I try not to do it anymore. So, but I think it's right. It's sometimes when you are not, in, in cases that I've done it is when I've been not been mature enough to have conversations or if I've tried to have conversation now, I don't think I'm being heard. Um, yeah. So, you well, know, but as I'm maturing, as I mature and grow those things, I, you know, I just feel like they, they didn't get me anywhere in the past. So I keep doing it because it's not getting you the resolution because you still not, you know, it's not resolved. Right. So why even do it? So I think you have to sometimes go through the process and see that it doesn't work. And, then, and you know, that's maturity. You know, sometimes we do dumb stuff and like, oh, that's stupid. You know, why do it um, and grow from it? So. I know, you know, whatever, but <laughs> that's <laughs> that's just what it is. It's I've literally been this whole week that the whole Brandy and Monica thing it's just been a constant because I see it everywhere and I see how much people, I talked about this before. Our culture says that you can't like both. You have to like one or the other and seeing somebody like that says, seeing Monica say, Hey, I tell her fans, just like I tell my fans, you can like us both. If she puts out a record that you like, buy it, support it. I'm going to buy it and support it. Like that's just, it's cool. And then to see, th- it's just, I don't know. Oh, Ultimately, it's a bit as a fan of singers and and especially in a time where a lot of people aren't singing. To me, I I hate 
I hate to see it. Like I hate to see people from the sa- a same era, similar era, just going back and forth. It's just it's disappointing. Like I've I've been listening to Joe's album a lot. And one thing I kept saying was like his latest album. I was just like, yo, I just appreciate that you're singing. This is actually singing music. I would be so mad if Joe was in like Tyrese was having like an R&B beef. It's just kind of like, you know, we, we do R&B soul music. Like this is about love and emotions and and, and I just overall. You remember Tyrese and Wine started beefing? <laughs> Yeah, which is, it's always to me, and I guess it's not fair to think that, oh, well, you do this type of music, so you shouldn't be mad. But it's like the brunt of what you sing about and you talk about, it's kind of like a good positive space or being in a negative space, but trying to find the positivity in it. So I just feel like it's, you're not really doing it in your life, and I'm kind of tired of hearing it, and it don't make sense. And it's disappointing <laughs> because you've grown, and you somebody mama. And you like, got kids, yo. Your kids, yeah. Like it just, <laughs> what kind of example are you setting? Like what? Why stop it? I'm yeah. It's all wrong. It's all wrong. <laughs> well, Kanye's out. Um, he's released, so we wish him the best. You said like he was in prison, though. Kanye's out. <laughs> Kanye well, West he kind of thought it was prison. Depending on how he viewed what his Kanye situation West is, no longer in the hospital. Kudos, yes. to Kanye. yeah, yeah. And and honorable mention, Ti, Tiny, and Floyd Mayweather are still beefing because a video surfaced that Tiny was grinding <laughs> on Floyd Mayweather. So we definitely want to mention. That. I'm sorry. I just, I mean, I didn't know anything about this in. Am I the only person that feels like y'all shut up? Like it sounds like some high school stuff. Like, and I <laughs> don't get me wrong now. Not, like, don't get me wrong. Ti and Tani are married. You know, I just feel like their marriage not be. real. You don't think so? Because I feel like we know that they cheat. I mean, it's not real in the sense of exclusivity. It, it, I feel like it's one of those open situations. I feel like everybody knows. T.I. probably cheats on Tiny. And maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's faithful and I'm just dead wrong. Well, I'd probably... (laughs) I'd probably have to say, yeah. I mean... (laughs) Yeah. But T.I. and Tiny have been together for a long time, though, and I don't think... Yeah, I think uh, Tiny's daughter was really young when they got together, and T.I. has a couple kids from other people that aren't Tiny, so... Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. That's, that the kids know. will show that there's been some. <laughs> yeah, I but I mean, it could have been off. They could have been on a break, like Gabrielle and um, uh, Dwayne Wade. I guess that's fair. You could have been on a break. You know, things happen. I well, guess I don't know. We'll, it's a lot of breaks and a lot of things happening. But I mean, you know, you just never know. We'll 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 go with the break thing. That's just anyway. I just feel like it's ultimately y'all. All y'all people got. Oh, I think this is proof that money isn't everything. Because you got people that have millions of dollars. <laughs> like Money on top of money on top of money. Fame I isn't everything. Social- Y'all have millions of followers and fans and all of this stuff. And it's still not enough for you to not just be like, hey, I you know, I'm just going to go count my money. Or I'm just going <laughs> to go, you know, post a picture and see how many likes I get. Like, all of the stuff that I feel like broke people like us would be like, oh, yeah, man, that's great. Like, I kind of want to, you know, I aspire to 
have this amount of money or influence. And then you see the people with it and you're like, yo, you look miserable. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, you really got time to be on social media with Twitter fingers? Like, oh, let me see what they say. Oh, let me unfollow them. Like, <sighs> just especially Tamar. I mean, she got so much beef with people. It seemed like she just with Monica. I'm like, man, you look like the common denominator. Common denominator is key. Every time, if you look at the common denominator, it tells it every time I say it. It's, it's simple math. Like, we all learned about common denominator in what, like, the second grade or third grade, one of them. And once you see it, you're like, wait, this is probably the problem. The reason that I can't figure out this equation is because of this. Let's pinpoint you this are and X. just keep moving. You, you are A, B, C, D through Z. Like, you're all of them. It's all you. <laughs> so y'all let us know what y'all think about the Soul Train Awards, Brandy and Monica, Kanye West, T.I. Tiny, or Floyd Mayweather. You know, we want to hear from you. Hashtag chat BC. And we'll be back with our main dish. All right, guys, and we are back for the main with our main dish. And this main dish is something that we've actually both have been really excited about talking about. Um, if you have not heard, you have clearly been like not even on this planet. I don't even want to say living under rock, just not on this planet. So the finale, the season finale of Insecure came on this past Sunday and the world went crazy. I feel like Twitter blew up, Instagram blew up, Facebook blew up, Snapchat blew up. Like everybody's going in on the season finale of Insecure. Um, just as a heads up, if you haven't watched Insecure, you probably want to stop this and go and watch it. It's a great show. Um, I liked it a lot more as time went on. And then the season finale, I was like, all right, I got it. I'm a fan. I'm hooked. This is dope. So, this is a spoiler alert. You know, we're going to talk about some things that happened on the show. If you haven't seen the show, you probably want to stop here. Go listen to something else. If you have seen it, definitely join in the conversation. Let us know what y'all think. Um, I've been having these conversations all week about it. So we want to talk about Insecure, the show as a whole. Um, and I'm actually just going to kick it out before we get into the meat and potatoes of the, <laughs> the, 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 the finale. Let's talk about the show, like just holistically overall. Um, and just what we think about it just in general for me, um, I said this to a couple friends that I, w I, I was a bit nervous about the show. Well, nervous about the show in the sense that I wasn't sure that I was going to like it at first. I was like, uh, you know, it's probably going to be a show that's going to be for like women. That is, I don't want to say like male bashing, but just in the sense that it's kind of like just a show that's kind of telling like a woman's perspective. And that's what the show is mainly about. Just kind of like her navigating as a woman. So it's probably going to be a lot of things that I'm not going to be able to get. And then also I'm very, very sensitive when it comes to people kind of making caricatures of quote unquote hood people. So I kind of had a feeling that that's what it was going to be as well. So I was like, Hmm, I don't really know if I want to watch this show. So I watched and I was like, oh, it's not that bad. And watched another episode. 
you know, wasn't that's okay. It's cool. And then by probably like episode three, I was like, oh, okay, I got this show. I like this. This is cool. It's funny. Um, besides liking the, the, the song in the very first episode, which is pretty freaking hilarious. Um, but yeah, I, I got into it. I really like the show. I think it's, I think it's, it's good. And one of the things that I think it does is it's relevant in the sense that we watch shows now where people are super, super good at something or just really, really bad. But here is a person that is just like very normal, like a person that is talented and weird and goofy and has this college degree and is trying to navigate this space and, you know, is in in her late 20s and her friend is in their, their late 20s. So we're kind of dealing with people. I feel like that are part of our age group that understand what we're going through. So some of us are really on top of our game professionally. Others of us are transitioning and fig- figuring things out. So it's just it's just good. Like it feels it feels like home. It feels very familiar i'll say that familiar that familiarity is uh, did i say that right did i say that mm-hmm. familiarity um that that is kind of i feel like what what the what made the show appeal to me and like what i like and kind of why i feel like it's needed what yeah because it's like a young it's a it's a black young professional show yeah like exactly. everybody is black young professionals and so it kind of chronicles their life and their struggle all of them are educated um, except, you know, the guy that she was going to talk to. And that even plays into the struggle of black, uh, educated young professional women. You know, when they say kind of, she was like, I want to date somebody on my level. When Molly was saying that she wanted somebody educated, but then she realized the educated guys, because they feel like they're the cream of the crop, they kind of aren't that serious all the time and then the struggle it was just i felt like it was so multi-layered and you got to see the dynamics of friends when you have some friends who you know each molly wanted something isa had isa wanted something molly had molly was kind of in her career doing what she you know wanted to do got the job she wanted and then isa kind of didn't get that but she still has the same they still both have the degree but then molly wants that kind of love that Issa and Lawrence have. Right. Um, so it's kind of, it just pays off the different dynamics of how everybody has something. Then you have the AKA. Um, I was surprised they let them use their letters in the show. Cause usually they, you know, they switch them up, but um, uh, that, and she has like this whole idea, but they call her the codependent one. Cause she's like, all up under her man and can't do nothing without him. Right. Uh, like the housewife type, Stepford wife type deal. They seem got that situation going and he pays for everything and he got money and then you got the girl that's kind of loud and partying and still acting like she 19 in college. So it's just, it's so different, so many different dynamics and at first, what first when I knew I was going to like the show was episode one and when she was working at a, um, a, a nonprofit organization where it was geared towards inner city kids, but they, they had no people from the inner city. And the fact that she was black made her qualified to reach them. But right. the fact that she wasn't from the inner city herself, right. and so it's like, I identified with that so much because me not growing up in the inner city, but then me being put in white environments and then people assuming that I could speak to certain things just because I'm black. And so I was like, 
that scene for me, I was just like, oh, I know I'm gonna like this show because it's so real. This is like true to life. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the funniest thing for me, I remember that. Remember the part they were at the beach and the guy comes up to her and she's like, Issa, why aren't they swimming? Why don't they like water? And she's like, slavery. I I was floored, yo. I like rewind that part maybe ten times. It was it was the best because he was like, oh my gosh, like Issa, I, I why why aren't they why aren't why aren't they swimming? Why don't they like the water? And she just said it real slavery. Like, get out of my face, yo. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Why do you come on? Like, you already, you know, we're gonna do this cleanup and we're gonna just get out of here, yo. Get out. <laughs> like, for real, for real. Get out. And one of the things I think, as I was reading an op ad, you know, op piece, they, when they were talking about, you know, the relatability of black shows like your war, um, scandal and how to get away with murder. There we that's not real life. Like it's so far a fiction, you know. Right, right. But this is something like because they're just and what I loved about it, they're just chronicling a few days. Like it wasn't like real long gaps. Right. It was right. it wasn't like Empire where you like dealing with something and then we like, Well, we're not gonna finish what was in the last episode. It's like it all goes together and it's just a few days in their life and how it just kind of all unfolds is interesting yeah it seems it, it seems very real like it's just i keep saying that but it it is it's very real it's very familiar and i think you can think about you can see them being in these spaces and thinking oh wait i can i just went to this event I just went to my friend's event and we actually some some kind of crazy off the wall stuff that happened that comes from their personal life that we're trying to manage while actually at this work event. And we're trying to make sure that, you know, in everything we do, we're more than likely representing black people as a whole, unfortunately. And so we're trying to like keep it together, but it's always just like, yo, this is, you know, this is, uh, and then trying to, I think too, the biggest thing for me seeing was the navigation of the white space, like being a black person navigating a white space and yes. how that is very, there's a lot that goes into it. It's a lot that you have to be mindful of. There's a she lot was trying to teach a girl how to code switch and she was like, I don't want to hear that. I got this. Right. And there's a lot of times where it's like, you have to be faced with things that are, okay, so should I approach this as like the me that I am when I'm not at work or should I approach this like the me that I am when I'm at work because I'm trying to be strategic and people at work see me as this person and without recognizing that you're only getting a piece of me. This is a part of who I am, but this is not me every day. Like I don't dress like this outside of work. I don't look like this outside of work. I don't, you know, I'm probably not this hunky dory outside of work like i'm here because it's work and i don't feel like being here but i have a job to do so i'm kind of putting on a putting on this face to get the work done as opposed to when i'm at work i'm at home and i'm just kind of i don't feel like doing this so i'm not gonna do it shut up and get out of my face like why are you asking me the stupid question just because i'm black doesn't mean that i understand every experience of every black person just like you're white and you don't understand every experience of every white person so stop doing this like it was that type of stuff for me i was like yo she, she's really getting it it's really getting it. Yeah, and I, I I love like you were saying like the kind of what I wanted to say versus what I what I actually said. It reminded right. me on how um, Tuki played that game, and she was talking to Gabrielle Union, and she had punched oh yeah, her. And she punched it, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And then he was like, did she do that for real? And then it flashed back. <laughs> but sometimes you do have, I know I have moments like that where it's like, I just really wish I just need to be able to say what I want to say just to get it out. But usually that results in me making a phone call to one or two of my friends and just being like, look, I just need to vent. I got to get this out and then go. That's why I like the whole in the mirror, bathroom mirror thing, like rapping in the mirror. Cause I mm-hmm. feel like to me, that is, that's equivalent for myself to me, like calling my friends and saying what I really want to say about a situation. Yeah. And I, I loved it too. Cause it, it has, it shows the artistic things that we do sometimes alone that we would never share with others. Yeah. Um, like she's <laughs> rapping and it's like, Oh man, like, you know, cause it's like, we always say all the time, you do crazy stuff and weird stuff by yourself that nobody would ever think you do. I freestyle <laughs> all the time. And it's just like, you would never do that in the crowd. Yeah. When I'm in my car and like, I'll, I'll turn the music down and just so I can hear the beat. And then I like freestyle and I'll be saying all kinds of stupid stuff that don't make sense, but it's like, hmm, it's cool. So when people be like, you rap, I'd be like, nah, I don't rap. Then in my mind, it's like, I am kind of a rapper, but I'm like in the car rapper. Like, mm-hmm. I just, you know, I, I got a flow when I'm in my ride. I make up songs all the time. Yeah. I, I, I promise I could be the next uh, Neo songwriter. <laughs> in my mind, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's your alternate reality, and we all have to have it. Like, I feel like it's, yeah, as black professionals, we definitely have to have, like, this alternate reality that just allows you to woosah and not think about it. You just got to unpack for a second and get it all out and then go back to the real world yeah and i going back to even the code switching thing when she was talking to the girl and i was like i know somebody like that like when you're at work i was just talking to a home one of my homegirls some months back and she's a she's a medical doctor and she was like yeah it's one girl that doesn't know like how to code switch and it's just really frustrating because the other people be talking about her and I I don't know really how to tell her, you know, that hey, you gotta kinda turn down like a little bit. Um, because we're black professionals, we're black women in in the medical field and you know, there's a certain you know, you don't want them to look at you a certain way. Yeah, I, so I think that, and that that episode, that episode in particular, I wish that the the girl I can't remember, I don't remember the character's name. I wish that she wasn't over the top because I've said this on the show before. What I do love, I love when people don't code switch to the degree of like making sure that you sound really proper and making sure that you're like. Oh, I it it almost is like this is there's such a huge difference from how you talk normally to that. I think tone I always say like tone down being like super over the top or super loud um it, in that sense of that being code switching, but I love when I hear people that have like a country voice or like a hood twang to them and they still talk that way in a professional setting to me i just i love it and i I talked about i've mentioned before to y'all like one of an old co-worker that i had that did that and i just always just had the utmost respect for her because for me i think it's important to be yourself um in certain spaces and like that's why that show for me was kind of hard because i was like 
I get what she's trying to do, but I also feel like, kind of like the girl said, I wish you wouldn't have got fired, though. But when the girl was like, you know, I was this way when they hired me, and I was like, yo, that's dope. Like, And I thought that they were going to allow her. I was hoping that the storyline was that she was allowed to kind of stay and be that person. But then once I realized that she was, like, super, okay, girl! Then I was like, okay, yeah, she's not going to make it. Like, <laughs> this isn't... Yeah, if if she would just tone that part down, then we we would be good. But so on to the, the the big deal. Here's the roaster. Here's the thing that everybody is talking about. We kind of got it out that uh, got out. You know our feelings about the show. The thing that really has been huge is the season finale. Mm-hmm. So Issa cheated on Lawrence. Um, La- well, to be fair, let's start from. The- so basically, Lawrence hasn't had a job. And he hasn't. God worked. knows how yeah, long. It's. I think it was four. It's been four years that he hadn't. It's been four years since he got his degree, and for two of those years, he was working on an app. So he and Lisa, uh, Lisa, Issa, <laughs> been living together. She's basically been a breadwinner. He's working on his app. After it failing, not going through, he's been working these odds and end jobs for two years, right? So Issa has been there. She's tired. She's frustrated. She, you know, is annoyed, like wants him to get a job, get himself together. He has a degree, um, but he still has his dream. She's been supporting him throughout the whole time. Great. So in her frustration, she runs into a guy that she used to date. She used to talk to, um, and they kind of reconnect and eventually at some point in time they end up sleeping together Issa feels really bad she comes home to Lawrence um she is just like 100% gung-ho now about being in her relationship and them making things work you know they're making things work it's fine Lawrence ends up getting an opportunity an interview he gets an opportunity to uh he gets this new job before the new job though he finds out he sees a text message from the guy in Issa's phone um just the notification so then he goes he gets the job Lawrence just has like this newfound confidence in himself they're celebrating supporting Issa throws an event the guy Daniel who's the guy she slept with ends up coming to the events because he basically after having sex, he's like, you know, I kind of want more. I'm interested in what's going on. She's like, I got a boyfriend. You're just in an itch that I had to scratch. And Lawrence finds cold. out. Yeah, very cold. <laughs> Lawrence finds out. Um, he kind of puts two and two together. Asked Issa if they had sex. Issa doesn't really ever say yeah, but then she starts apologizing. So she kind of uh, she confirms it. He goes off. He leaves. She's really feeling really bad. Goes on a girl's trip. Has this, you know, time where he calls her. He basically says, like, we should talk. She comes home so they can talk. She gets home. Lawrence is gone. There's a Best Buy. He left his Best Buy shirt there. And it ends with him smashing the teller chick, the bank teller that Conda has been basically giving him props and kudos throughout the whole season. So that's what it is. That's what happened in the, in the, the kind of short version of it. Um, and so how did you feel? What did you think about everything that happened? I'll just, yeah, I'll let you start off. For me, when, when I first saw him with the bank teller, I felt like that's who he probably should be with. Like even before he cheated with her. Really? Only because I say this because I feel like, to me, throughout the whole story, I don't feel like him and Issa should be together. 
I think they're together because they're comfortable and they've been together. And for me, if you're not married, then what's, what's the point? Like, I don't think that you should be let history like keep you with somebody if y'all not married. Now, if y'all married, that's the covenant you made before God. I mean, yeah. but until you say I do, I feel like you had a freedom to walk out. And I feel like that they want two separate things. I think it's a, like a lot of people. You start dating young, you grow and evolve and realize you don't really want that life. And I think for him, he wants a life and probably needs somebody that could push him towards this goal of this app. I think he's capable of doing the app. He just needs the right push. Issa, on the other hand, wants different things for her life. She might want more excitement that, or not necessarily excitement, but just something from that he's not willing to give. I feel like maybe she needs to be pushed musically in a level that maybe Daniel might be better for her, you know? Uh, so for me, when he got with the girl at the end, it was more so like, I don't think he should have did it like that. You know, that was a lot at the end. Um, but I think that, you know, you could see the deterioration of their relationship. And I just think that throughout they were trying to hold on to something that had, was already kind of over. So that's really interesting. I never thought, I never watched it thinking that they weren't compatible for each other. I think that they probably, just from where we saw it, I think that they they were compatible in the sense that they kind of worked like a friendship in the beginning um, of them dating. They, I think there was one time where they flashed back and they, they talked about like them moving in or something like that. And I think when they are good, they have a good time together. Issa is obviously kind of an awkward girl um, in, in the sense that, you know, she likes to wear tennis shoes or, you know, she probably can understand video games and just kind of this non, this non-conventional stuff. And I feel like that is Lawrence as well. He's a gamer. He's a guy that likes to play video games. Um, he's an IT guy. So I feel like they, their their quirkiness or awkwardness, if you will, made them compatible for me. Um, I think that what happened for Issa, though, was the fact that Lawrence didn't have a job that kind of started to weigh on her. So it's like while we're compatible for each other you're kind of morphing into this person that you weren't you weren't always unemployed um and i think that's another thing that you know in talking about relationships that's something that becomes important like a person's financial goals and ambitions and just where they are now there's there's a certain a such thing as like hey you are you have these goals to be successful but also if you're dating somebody, I kind of want to go out. Like, I don't want to just us to go to the convenience store for my birthday and that, which of which you've forgotten. And we go to the convenience store and you buy me like some snacks and we go sit on the couch and watch Netflix. Like, you know, at this age and stage in life, I want more than that. So I, I think that's, I don't think for me, I don't think that's, that made them, not compatible i think it was just it's just a very awkward time for where they were career-wise and your professional and career life and your financial goals and where you are to me that that'll start to bleed over into your relationship i do think though that lawrence was i don't think him ending up with the bank teller chick was wrong honestly <laughs> like i don't i think i can see how it's weird and how it's not the best move to make but honestly yo we're not together and i told you that i'm done 
we are done. Like it's over. What I do after I said those words, it's none of your business. Like it's not, yes, it's not right. Yes. There's, I've had a conversation with a friend and she was just like, you know, there was no, there was no closure there. They didn't reconcile. How could he just move on? And I'm like, well, we can say the same thing about her and going to sleep with this dude. Like, y'all were actually still in a relationship. There was never any closure there. And I think for me, the thing that I keep hearing all the time, and I've read I read uh, two different um, op-eds where people talked about it. But one of the things that I keep hearing women say, like my female friends say, is like um, that God, that he's basically... Issa, was, he kind of pushed Issa into this place. And while she was wrong for cheating on him, Lawrence's lack of ambition pushed her to that place. Or him forgetting her birthday pushed him to that place. I mean, pushed her to that place. And I just, I can't buy that. I'm sorry. Like, I just think I get in the sense that yes is wrong. I'm not saying, like, Lawrence is just a regular dude. Like, is Lawrence the dude that is gonna run for like city councilman tomorrow probably not like that's just not who he is but I also don't think that he's a bad guy I also don't think that I think that he was just he's kind of just a regular dude and you have to decide or define like if you want just a old regular dude and the thing that I think is is interesting too is like Daniel represented everything else. Daniel represented a dude that got himself together, that's athletic, that looks the part, and all of this other stuff. And then Daniel didn't initially want you. Like, (laughs) you were, like, dreaming for something that Daniel didn't want. And I get the whole idea of, like, women lowering their standards and stuff like that. And I'm I'm never going to say that a woman should do that, considering, like, my sisters or even, you know, my my mom. Like, I'm never going to tell y'all to... Hey, you know, just accept nothing. Honestly, if Daniel is, if if Lawrence isn't the type of guy that you want to be with, that's fine. But once you make that decision to be with this dude and you make that decision to help this dude, like chase his dreams and support him during that time, you can't get mad and be like, oh, well, I'm justified in cheating on you because I made this decision. Nah, bro. Like if you made that decision, then you're wrong. And if y'all, if he breaks up with you as a result of finding out that you smashed somebody else, and he goes and smash a woman that's been telling him, like, yo, your app is good and you can do it and supporting him, even though she, you know, taking into consideration she hasn't been there for the hard work. She's just kind of been on the outside being a cheerleader from afar. Well, if he does that, then, you know, it's kind of on you. Like, can't be mad at the man. Like, what did you expect him to do? I, I don't I don't think the whole idea of, like, he's not as... He's just as wrong as Issa for smashing a teller chick, which is what I I feel like I keep hearing is I don't think that's valid. Like, that's not. No, you y'all broken up. He broke up with you. And like given the opportunity to smash this chick earlier or not even smash her, just kind of engage with her beyond uh, we're friends or, you know, we're acquaintances level. He said, I got a girlfriend like he. He stated that I have a girlfriend and that's all we saw of it. So for me, it's just like, yo, you can't like get off Lawrence. You can't be mad at Lawrence because, yo, this man like he for in terms of commitment to the relationship, he did everything that he I don't want to say he was supposed to do because I feel like, dang, that's like setting myself up. But I feel like he didn't do anything that was as bad or on the level as cheating on her. 
And if, you know, him forgetting the birthday or just kind of being this lackadaisical dude in terms of his approach, their relationship was a problem, then she should have left. And the fact that she didn't left means that you can't justify being cheat, like cheating on him as a thing because he had no job. Like, it's not the same thing. Yeah. And I, like, I, yeah, it's not like he was cheating on her. I, I agree with you. He, he didn't cheat on her. Uh, he was they were broken up. So it's no reason for, I I don't feel any type of way for him getting with the teller chick. So I didn't walk away like, Oh my gosh, Lawrence is a bad person. Now I might not, I might not, I might be in the minority on women on that. I was going to say, yeah, you're like, you're a unicorn because. Well, I feel like, but for me, they weren't together. So if I'm not with you, it's not like I'm not with you. Now I was green how he did it. Cause I mean, he did tell her he missed her. So, that, I mean, that was foul. Because uh, it made her seem like... But know, I, feel like made, the, I feel like it was true. Like, I mean, he he, he wasn't lying. Like, he did. He does miss you. I would, I would, I would say, I man, I think he knew what she might have been thinking in, relates to, in regards to that. Because she had been calling him. But, I mean, I don't know if it was necessarily fair to the teller because he's doing it out of spite. Now, whether he's going to end up with her, I doubt it. He might want to do this so he feel even, or this might make him feel like it did with Issa. Like, oh, now I really, that's who I want to be with. I don't, this really didn't mean anything. You know, it just, to me, I mean, he's not cheating on Issa because they're not together. Yeah, I feel like the, the teller girl knew what was going on, though. Like, this dude, the last time that we saw that you guys interacted, he said, I have a girlfriend, and you were like, okay. And you was like, you know, you, you kind of step back and it's cool. So then he hits you up and then y'all end up smashing. You know what it is. Like, you know, this ain't about, oh, I just want to be with you now or I'm interested in you. Nah, you know, like, hey, things ain't right at home. I'm done with her. I'm here. Let's get it in. Like, and you know what it is. I, I would be really, it would be to me a real curveball if, the teller chick next season comes in. It's like, oh, I thought we were going to be together. I'll be like, wait, I don't think you're using your brains. Then you're not using logic because that doesn't make any sense. Like, we're going to be together based off what? <laughs> like, there's nothing there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's for me. I just because and I, I read this in another article. Um, it's just for me. I I don't feel like their relationship to me was just. It was so rocky from the start. I just anticipated it ending. It, it lasted longer than I th- it it at lasted longer than I thought it was gonna last. So it wasn't to me a shocker when they broke up. Well, I don't. Th- I think their relationship was only rocky because he didn't have a job. No, I think it was rocky because I felt like she didn't. I, I honestly don't. I think if he had got a job and she hadn't slept with Daniel, I think that she would still want to be I think she would still be in this place of fascination with Daniel or -hmm. just with somebody else in general just just this whole idea I think she thought she was missing something before she slept with Daniel so if she hadn't slept with Daniel and Lawrence would have got a job I don't think that she would that would have solved it for her I think in herself there was things going on that were deeper than just the fact that he didn't have a job. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if... 
So for me, when maybe this is my lack of understanding, because again, I think that there's a degree of Issa's character that spoke to directly to a woman. And so maybe I don't, I don't get that part for me. I, what I took away from her character was that she did not, she wasn't happy because he basically wasn't giving her butterflies. Like he didn't have a job. He's kind of just sitting on the couch. Like he, he wasn't romantic. It's kind of all of those things that, she just kind of dreamed of and wanted and i don't i don't want to say because there is a i've had a i had a conversation with one of my homeboys and he was just like you know i think it it proves that this whole fairy tale that women want is fake and i was like well i ain't gonna ever say that because you're not gonna have all these women roasting me (laughs) i don't know if like that's a i really don't know if that's a fair statement i feel like if you want something, you have to get it. That's what we, that's what we believe. That's what we believe as millennials is that, you know, we do this in every other aspect of our life. If you want to be a part of an organization or you want to achieve a certain thing or have be in a certain career field, you do what you have to do and you work hard to get there. And so I think it just in your love life, if you want that, if you want romance or you want, you know, somebody that is goal oriented in the way that you are, then you definitely can want that as well. I think my problem is kind of making sure that you understand what you're doing that kind of doesn't foster that. Right. So, like, if you want that and your frustration with the person that you're with is he doesn't do this, then you have to leave. Like, that's just what it is. Like, you can't just stay in it. And I thought for me, it came off as Issa was just not just kind of getting tired of being the person that had the job that every she left and Lawrence was on the couch. She came home and Lawrence is on the couch. Like I think she, it to me, that was kind of the turnoff, but you have somebody like Daniel who is a go getter. Like he's into music. He's been successful in, in music. He, he has connections, you know, he knows people. Um, he go, he doesn't mind coming out and speaking to the kids. He goes to the gym. He's attractive. Like all of these things are the things that she kind of wanted, but in her wanting that with him, it was just kind of like, yeah, I'm good. Like, I'm not trying to have that. And so I feel like it, it's cool. If that's what you want, just leave your dude alone. Like let him go. Like just say, bro, I can't, I can no longer do this and, and stand on that and not be, not feel like, and maybe that's what she felt like. Maybe there's like the pressures of, you know, I don't want, I don't want to put invest all this time and we've gone through all of this and you going to leave just for somebody else. There was this one thing that I saw. It was like, you know how I think somebody posted it on Facebook. It was like a, a comment. It was saying like, that's it's Lawrence is the type of guy. He's like most guys where um, you, they're, they're kind of a horrible guy with you, but then they go on to the next girl and they become perfect and they're married material and they get married and all this other stuff, which I, I guess, you know, it, whatever. If it's a thing, it's a thing. But I kind of think that you can't, you just can't, you got to cut ties so that you don't be that person that's kind of preparing him to be this great person. And then he goes through heartbreak and that heartbreak is what pushes him to be all the things that you didn't require him to be beforehand. Like if you just say, Hey, look, you're not giving me what I need. And I'm, I've tried to work with you and you're not getting it right. Or you don't seem to be getting it right. It's been four years. You on this couch. All right, bro, I'm gone. And like, don't give him a reason. Don't go out and say, well, you know, I'm just going to kind of play around this guy and see how it is. And then you end up, 
cheating on the dude and now you're mad because he plays you like and i just just for the record the way that he got his stuff and left and left the best buy shirt i thought it was funny i was cracking up <laughs> i was all for it somebody put hashtag you well you know darren he's been on the podcast before mm-hmm. he put hashtag best buy and then respelled by b-y-e yeah i look i think that it it was classic, yo. That was the that was a level of like, yo, I want to shake this man's hand. Like, if this character was real, I, I don't. Just I think he was foul for doing it the way he did it. I think it was great, but I, I I think it was foul his exit and how he called her and all that. I think that was foul to me. Why do you? Think However, it was foul? I wouldn't say he cheated. I just think you know you already know she's in a sensitive state. She calling you. I mean, granted, she's cheated on you. I mean, it's just like one of those things where it's like don't. You know, when they go low, go high, you know, but I know in romantic relationships, if you've been cheated on, you, you only trying to hear when they go low, you go high. That man was uh-huh. hurt and that man needed to get out his uh, pain. And so, I mean, it's not going to heal the pain, though, but he'll have to, you know, it's not going to heal the pain, but it's going to make you feel better. <laughs> you were going <laughs> to think about how she got home just excited and was waiting to come in and have this conversation and she was there but by herself. He never herself. promised her a conversation, though. But he didn't promise her a conversation. I know. I Listen, he just said, "Where you at?" And she was like, "I won't. Be- the house is yours all weekend." So he didn't really anticipate her getting that. So I guess Monday. I think it was. I think it's great. I just think <laughs> that, and maybe, maybe he didn't. Well, you know what? I think he did, though. I got to go back and watch it because I think he kind of insinuated that he would be there. He was going home. That's what he did. He insinuated that he was going home. Mm-hmm. And so. True, true. Yeah. So it's he it. That, that makes there. it. To me, that makes it foul. Like that, to me, that's foul because you know she's going to want to come with you and then you go and go to a well, completely. What's foul is that you cheated on this man. And... Well, I mean, that, that was foul, too. Uh, you know. I mean, two wrongs don't make it right. It don't make it right, but it sure make you feel better. And so that's why I think it was great. And I want to shake this man's hand. It was so many. But to me, their relationship was such a small portion of the of the entire show. Their relationship? Me, I don't feel like I was reading. A, um, I think it was Root. And they were talking about how like their relationship wasn't like the whole show. So it's kind of like. Wow, it was like, oh, to me, I connected more. I felt like Molly's character was so much more of the show sometimes than Issa's character. Mm, I think that. I mean, it was so, it's so, like, we could talk about the intricacies in Molly's character, her dating these men, her not dating the men, other men, because another man went down on him. Like, it's just so many, like, intricacies to her that I feel like single black women have to wrestle with. Yeah, I think, but I I still think that Issa and Lawrence's relationship was a big part of her character in general. Like her relationship represents yeah, her relationship represented her life though. Her relationship was very symbolic of everything that was going on in her life, and because she's the main character for me, I feel like everything was kind of wrapped into this idea of you know. I have this, but I don't know if this is what I want. I don't know if this is good enough. I don't know. I'm in this very funky position of 
I've worked hard. I have a degree. I have a quote unquote career job. I don't know if I like this job. I don't know if this is 100% what I want to do. I kind of have some talent in other areas that I don't know if I should explore. I don't know if I want to explore. I feel like that's what their relationship represented. Um, I feel like Molly's character resonated with a lot of people, but I don't think that it was, I don't know. I guess, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it was more important or it's kind of overshadowed their relationship. Cause I feel like that their relationship was the cons- the constant undertone of the show. Like it was always, you know, this is kind of what's really going on. This is who I am. This is what's really going on with me. And like, you want to, I'm struggling in these other areas, but what I go to at home is really kind of what my real problem is because I'm kind of out here doing all this other stuff, trying to figure it out in the same, like, and my rep- my relationship represents that. Yeah, true. I see your point. How did you like the dynamics between Molly and Issa? Um, I thought it was real. I thought their relationship was, was, was very real in the sense that like you have a best friend that y'all will argue and, you know, kind of say some very, very underhanded stuff about each other. But most in many times, in many cases, in many ways that underhandedness is real. (laughs) And it's kind of like a real, it's, it's a real critique of you. And while you probably don't want to hear it, then you know, it's something that you need to hear and then y'all can reconcile and still be friends. Yeah. It, it honestly reminded me of past, you know, close friendships that I had. Cause you know, when you're angry, anger brings out the most honest you sometimes, uh, what you want to say. And I, I've definitely been in situations where I'd be like, Oh, so you gonna so you going to do that. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you what X, Y, Z is. Right. And then it caused a riff and then you can, you know, you can get past it depending on they bounce back fairly fast. Some people I haven't had that that been able to bounce back like that, but you know I I enjoyed the dynamics because I felt like it was true to life and I was like oh I get it you know that that whole relationship so to me I just enjoyed it because it was I felt like it was authentic to a young professional relationship. Yeah, it's I, it's it's very much of like the show, and I feel like that's why the show has so many people have been talking about the show because. It is so real in that regard. You have friends that you, you know, you you kind of almost have more thought about your friends' lives and because they come to you and they're telling you all this stuff and you see it. So you're like, I think you just need to do this. I think you just need to do this. I think you need to do this. I think you need to get this together. And then your friend has all of these same thoughts and opinions about your life. And when they give it to you or they say it and it's in a heated, a heated way, it's kind of like, well, dang, this this is what you thought about me. But then you start thinking, oh, that's kind of true, though. <laughs> like, <laughs> I guess I kind of do sabotage this. Oh, I guess I kind of am the problem, huh? I, I guess I like you. I, I guess this helps. <laughs> but you know what's funny, though? Um, there was a piece um, that I read this morning about therapy in the black community and the taboo nature of it. And how Molly kind of mocked that whole idea of her going to therapy. Yeah. But kind of like, you know, it plays into this idea in a black in a black community that that counseling and therapy is still kind of taboo. And so I thought that was a nice um, piece to draw out of it, too. Even even as professionals, it's very hard. I had just told um, an old friend like a few weeks ago, hey, you know, I don't know if you've ever thought about it. 
um, she actually mentioned that she had a loss in her in her family. And I told her, like, hey, I don't know if you've ever thought about it, but you should consider going to a counseling. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to say out the gate, like it was hard for me. It was not something that I originally was like, I don't know why I'm doing this and why I'm going. I'm actually really glad that I went. And I was like, it is going to be awkward. Probably the first couple of times you go, you might be thinking like, I'm weird. You know, why am I doing this? But it's cool. It's something that we actually all need. And just the fact that it's a person that's a stranger that too, I feel like that's what makes, that's the awkwardness is the fact that, Hey, you know, I don't know this person and I'm telling them all of my business. And then you realize that's exactly what I need because they can give me an objective opinion. Um, as opposed to somebody that already has their feelings about me or their feelings about a situation or a person. And they're just telling me, you know, what they think they will do when in all actuality, that's not what they would, re- they would really be doing. Cause clearly in their life, they're not even doing it. So <laughs> that's, that's definitely, that's definitely, definitely true. I'm a total insecure fan. Now I had to wait to season two. I'm sad. I think we all, I think we all are. And as much as I, wasn't looking forward to adding another show to my list of shows that I keep up with and watch. I definitely have to keep insecure um, just in the rotation because I want to know what's going to happen. And so y'all definitely hit us up and let us know what y'all think. I know we talked about the show as a whole, but the kind of the big thing is what y'all think about Lawrence, man. I think Lawrence is a hero. I think Lawrence is, I wouldn't go that far. Lawrence did it, man. Lawrence is that guy. Oh. He's trying to pack file with file, and I don't think that looks good on him. I think he nah, should have just. He's said- trying to be fair. He's trying to say, look, man, you can't. I've said this. You can't dictate how a person responds to you cheating on them. Like, in the sense, like, you can't be like, oh, because again, people kept saying he shouldn't have did it. He shouldn't have did it. And while I do, I'll be honest and say, you know, bruh. That's a lot. Like, cause I'm always like damage control for yourself and, you know, for somebody else, you don't want to just jump and have sex with somebody and it's going to confuse. It's going to add a a new layer of confusion to the relationship. You don't want to do that. But what I will say as well is that, you know, you cheated on that man. So it is what it is. You can't get mad because he did what he felt like was right in that moment or he needed to get through that's that man's process let him do it anyway y'all hit us up let us know what y'all think use the hashtag chat bc um also make sure you guys uh send your questions and your comments to us at our email is brunchculturebc at gmail.com and hit us up on social media and that's it for our main dish we'll be back for our toast to roast Now we're back with our toast or roast. Today's toast for me. No, not toast. Roast. So we had a man rob a bank in Jacksonville in 2016. So the funny thing is, I'm talking to Randall yesterday, and he's like, who robs a bank in 2016? After me and you ate, he, I went on social media, and somebody had said the exact same thing on there. Uh, But not only did he rob a bank in 2016 with a handgun, first of all, that's one handgun. He also bought his dog with him. His pit bull. Bought his little doggy. So 
Yeah, it was just, it's so interesting. He didn't even really want money. He just, obviously this man was, something was wrong mentally. Um, Obviously, he looked like something was wrong. Uh, But it just was a lie. I was like, dude, why are you robbing this bank? And it's a credit union, too. It's just like, are you really? (sighs) He had held hostages. It made the national news. I know, I I don't want to identify who I knew that was on the news, but somebody <laughs> I know was on the news and just giving a lot. I was just like, man, you gotta, if you're going to step up to the mic, make sure it's all everything. It's just, I just, I was like, man, I don't, I don't even know. But yeah, that's my roast to do that. That, um, that robbed the bank. And I really want news reporters to start, picking picking our African American brothers and sisters that are not gonna they know these people when they talk to them on the side before they get them on the mic. They know maybe they should pick somebody else. <laughs> they do it because they want they're trying to be entertained. And I don't that's not right. But but the people honestly, the people like myself who would probably and Randall, we probably wouldn't even want to be interviewed. See I feel like the people that don't want to be interviewed are the ones that's not going to cut up on camera. Right. It's the ones who want to be interviewed that's going to be very dramatic. So, that's my roast. Well, this week I have a toast. Um, I'm going to toast Trevor Noah from the, is it The Daily Show um, on Comedy Central. He recently had Tommy Loren on the show. Um, she is for you guys that don't know her by name. She is the lady, the blonde haired woman that always has something to say. She has a final thoughts that are circulating on social media, on Facebook, like all the time. And she's always going in on how black lives matter is, is horrible. She's the lady that said that, uh, Beyonce's, she needs to deal with her drug dealer, husband, Jay-Z and all this other crazy stuff. So, she was on the she was on Trevor Trevor Noah's show and I actually watched the whole thing. I watched it on my flight yesterday. And you know, it was really hard. I think just seeing her on her show, you think like, oh, she's these are just talking points. A person doesn't actually believe this stuff. And watching it, she actually does believe this. <laughs> and he just he just shed light on it in such a way because of course it's a comedy show, so he brought it out by asking questions that were like the average person with the brain would realize like, Hey, what you're saying doesn't make sense. I, I hear what you're saying, but just in the grand scheme of everything, it doesn't make any sense, but she didn't get that. And he just, he just shed such a light on it and Twitter, you know, went in and just kind of let her have it so much so that apparently she was supposed to be scheduled to be on the breakfast club. She actually canceled her interview with the breakfast club. Um, which probably was a smart move for her because, you know, it, it, everything that she's saying, it just, it doesn't make any sense. It is very like, it, it has no sense to it. And to think that a person actually believes this way, it's kind of, it's pretty sad. And it says, wow, we, you know, we have a lot of, I don't even want to say we have a lot of work to do, but we have a, a lot of people are very, very lost. So I just want to toast to him for, putting her on the show and honestly just letting all of us know that we're not crazy and no matter what happens in terms of an election or this group of people that say that oh you know I'm 
alt-right and I think that things should be more white and all of this stuff. And I'm, I'm tired of this idea of diversity creeping into our country because this is ours. Like the fact that he brought somebody that has that type of mentality onto the show and basically exposed it in a way without going off on her or going in or being overbearing. He was just asking very, very cool, calm questions and being like, you know, the humor is just in your response. Like, I don't really have to do much in order for people to see the humor because you're saying one thing and then I'm I'm like showing you what you're saying. And then you're adjusting it based on what party the person's affiliated with or them having quote unquote conservative values. So that's going to be my roast for this week. I'm sorry, my toast for this week. Toast to you, Trevor Noah, because, yeah, you that guy. If y'all haven't seen the interview, make sure y'all check it out. I saw clips, but I haven't seen the full thing, so I have to go back and watch it. It's it's great. So we're going to leave y'all with this week's good vibe. And this week's good vibe kind of ties into what we talked about in our main dish. Two, the two most powerful words when we're in a place of struggle are me too. And that's so that's why the show Insecure is so popular is because it's like a me too show. It's like people getting it on screen. So Hey, you know, let us know what you think about the show. Hashtag chat BC. And as always, you can f- catch all our past episodes at www.brunchculturebc.com. Follow us on Instagram at brunch, un- brunch underscore culture on Twitter at brunch culture on Facebook at facebook.com backslash brunch culture. Subscribe on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Play by searching Brunch Culture. We want to hear from you. You can send your questions to us. And remember, here at Brunch Culture, everything is up for discussion. 